0: music mm-hmm. good afternoon, good evening, whenever you happen to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the next edition of Rule the Galaxy. This is uh, Brent in the driver's seat in the pilot's chair tonight. Um, I'm doing a special episode about Star Wars Legion. You've heard me talk about it quite a bit, but what's going on is uh, we have a group here in the Indianapolis area called the Indianapolis Garrison, and we've been growing and expanding. We started with like about three or four people in the basement of a buddy's house, and we've expanded to about I don't know about 12 or 13 different guys and now we're talking about building the websites and releasing articles and then there's a group of guys that are going to do a podcast so this is kind of the guys that are going to be on the voices of the podcast and we're going to go around the horn we're going to introduce ourselves here real quick um i'm going to go kind of in my screen so joe you're up in my screen off to my left joe tell me about yourself and just a general overview of who you are and what's going on man
1: yeah um Shoot, I'm a 35-year-old I'm a guy. I've been playing video games my whole life, board games and things like this. Uh, and uh, I started out, I grew up playing games like Risk and uh, Catan and things like that, Family family Nights. And it, and it was kind of a big deal in my household with the uh, five kids and, and parents and we we're very competitive. So, um, and that just evolved into video games and I've always wanted to get into tabletop games. And I finally did. Um, uh, I'm in the Army uh, as, a, as a full-time job, so it's always been hard. And I finally took the plunge when I saw Star Wars Legion. I was like, this is the game I've been waiting for because I've always been a big Star Wars fan. So, And here we are. I've been in it for about six months playing Star Wars Legion.
0: You've only really been playing for about six months. Right. Yeah. We, oh, we, wow. We bought actually...
1: Um, And a few of us here with me today, they'll tell, you know, we just got into it right before the end of the year and really started playing around February. So,
0: yeah. Cool. And I will also say thank you for your service um, from, from here. Thank you for making that choice to, to serve. I think I forgot one of the things that I always give Joe crap about is being consistent. So, our social medias, you can follow us on Twitter at Rule the Galaxy SW. So, at Rule SW. We have a TikTok, which is Rule the Galaxy Podcast or the Rule the Galaxy Podcast. So, if you want to watch TikTok, uh D Doc, one of our regular co hosts, posts a lot of stuff on TikTok. Um, you can also reach out to us and email us at uh, rulethegalaxySW at gmail.com. We also have an Etsy shop with our merch. Uh, We have really cool logo shirts. We got some sweatshirts, we got hoodies, we got hats. Um, So if you go to Etsy, all caps, rule the galaxy, there's a merch there for you as well. So I forgot about that. So thank you, Joe. Matt, you're the next one on my list. Talk to me about, just give me a general overview of who you are and what's going on, man.
2: Yeah. uh, So never really saw myself being able to play or enjoy miniatures tabletopping. So that's kind of a surprise for me sitting here, you know, doing that. Um, I had a a work friend that got me into board games, uh, probably about seven, maybe six or seven years ago. Um, And so, you know, at the time, my exposure to board games was pretty much uh, risk and monopoly and that kind of thing, and always kind of enjoyed it, but never really had taken into that so my buddy got me into that we ended up discovering Gen Con you know living here in Indianapolis and having that locally and so I ended up playing you know a ton of board games and really exploded I think at one point I had like 150 board games in my collection and I was just like okay this is just a madness Um, and really enjoyed uh, Imperial Salt some of you may have heard of that some of you haven't Um, and from there uh, once I started playing Imperial Salt I realized that there was a new game coming out called Star Wars Legion um, and I was like, well, it looks really cool, but like I already have Imperial Salt, So do I really need another Star Wars game, you know? And so uh, one thing kind of led to another and I ended up testing it out with a friend and then kind of got hooked and and on the, the, you know, the the plastic crack as we kind of joke about it. Um, and I just, I bought in and went full force into it, um, you know, really owned three of the uh, four or five factions that they have out. Um just been playing for about four years and just really enjoy uh, not only just the game, but seeing the community grow and being able to network and make connections with people.
0: Cool. Thanks. And so I'm going to go down to the next one. Uh, I'm just going kind of down kind of clockwise counterclockwise in my, on my screen, Dan, uh, I believe you are related to Joe and Mark who we're going to hear from it here in a second, but the, I'm going to ask a question to lead you into this. Did you ever beat your brother, Joe, in any of the games that you went play growing up?
3: Uh, not with any type of consistency. <laughs> Not so who, with any type of consistency at all. Who, well, who would
0: be the best board gamer then in the family? Would it be Joe?
3: Well, um, I would say it's Joe, and that's not due to raw skill and talent. It's more just due to uh, he's going to invest more time into learning that game than anyone else. It's the whole, like, uh, we used to play a bunch of Halo. Joe was a little better than me. He was definitely better than me at Halo, but he played five times as much Halo as I did. So that's really where his... Uh, That's where his uh, winning skill comes from, I suppose. All right.
0: So tell me a little bit about yourself, sir. And how, like, how did you get Um, into this world?
3: I, my brothers and um, the collector, our friend John here, um, they had all talked about it late last year. Um, I was kind of hesitant. It is a big buy. It's a big ask. It's a, it's a big project. I mean, if anybody's done this hobby, as soon as you put 12 different units together, you're like, oh, wow. They're not painted yet. This took quite a while. Um, and so I was a little hesitant um, and it was one of those things where uh, I had a lot of friends that would get me into playing WoW or, hey, let's start this game or let's do this. And by the time I would hop in, they would all just drop it and go away. And so I was really unsure at first to, to invest the money and the time and start learning it. And then everybody just quit. Um, and I think probably back uh, in February or March, uh, they seemed pretty committed. So uh, they really seemed into it. They all seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, I before I think I even bought my first set, or right after I bought my first set, I went to uh, Adepticon with Joe and John to play, and that's kind of when I realized like, okay, uh, I'm willing to I'm willing to buy this and invest the time and invest the the resources and make time for this because you know it's something I it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Um, and once I saw that they were in, I was all about it.
0: Um, I will second that Uh, when I first got and found this thing on the internet and was watching battle reports I was nervous that this thing was like how how valid is this thing do I really want to invest in this and luckily I found some people that were far more hardcore about this game locally that allowed me to continue to like trust it and then allow it to build as well so I I completely agree with you like there was that hesitancy Um, Mark right that's the next yes. one on my my list. You're, you're you're part of the Hicks crew. So, um, did you ever win any of these family battles? Or
4: uh, I mean, you're I'm a wiffle ball MVP, and I did beat <laughs> Joe in the wiffle ball home run contest. I didn't come in first, but I did move <laughs> past him. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there there are some things I won. But I'll say this about Joe: he is the type of guy who. Uh, I legitimately think if Joe keeps playing this game and doing what he do does, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes a top five, top ten player in uh, the rankings. I don't know if they're regional, national. Mm-hmm. I don't know right. how they all work, but it wouldn't surprise me because uh, he was a top ten player in Red Alert too, and just uh, in, in the world. Old, old about thirty thousand, only about thirty thousand, forty thousand people played at the time, but that's that's uh, might be more people. Played that than they do Legion right now, but hopefully Legion keeps growing. Stop and... talking!
0: Stop talking about me, please. Right, I'm I know. sorry. I'm just so let's boring. talk about Time talk about right. you for a minute. Let's okay. look, what, tell me about Mark. Give me some details of Mark.
4: Well, I've always loved Star Wars. I think it might have been Matt I was telling at the tournament. One of my first memories was going to Toys R Us and getting the old Star Wars movies, no. and always enjoyed them. Um, always liked competition. Played sports. Uh, just lost. Never beat my wife in tennis, but I still play her two, three times a week. And John and rolling his eyes because he knows I have to bring up tennis. But um, yeah, I've always enjoyed competition. I've always liked board games, um, and just uh, you know, I was drawn to the game, and uh, I'm drawn to losing. I'm I'm so uh, uh, o oh, oh and six, but I look forward to the first tournament win. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep grinding it out. I'm gonna keep playing until I get it, and then when I get it, I'll never play again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, thank you very much, and let's move on to John. Uh, John, tell us about yourself. I think if you're looking at the screen, you might see this if we're recording on YouTube and put this up. I think it's called the Collector, is the nickname. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Collector.
5: Uh, so my name's John. I'm 30. Um, it's kind of funny. I grew up right, like right down the road from all the Hicks brothers um so obviously over time you know people move away and everything but joe gave me a call about the game and he, uh, his passion kind of drew me in um sent us right to Adepticon, uh which i didn't even know that it was a big tournament you know i i had heard little things so um i as far as legion goes i think you know you can play for just fun or competitive with with me and joe we definitely got into the competitive scene pretty early Um, it can be intimidating at first, but honestly, the community is so like welcoming, um, running into you guys, obviously joining the garrison, running into new players. I mean, it's, it's just awesome to meet people and, and kind of have a shared fandom over Star Wars. Um, so I guess that's my spiel on, on Legion. So, uh, that's just to introduce yourself, but you said something too. I mean,
0: Rule of the Galaxy is a broad spectrum, uh, Star Wars world podcast. We just had one where they talked about Star Wars games with a Star Wars video game reviewer. Um, uh, so we talk about anything. So they went through a top 10 list of the Star Wars games that are out there and Knights of the Old Republic, and, and that has to the be old... number one, right? I, or Battlefront. I, it, uh, it, that, that was on the list. I think the EA Battlefront got disqualified because of the pay, t- pay-to-play type stuff, I think is what I remember That's them talking battle, about. Battlefront right. 1, the first oh, Battlefront. I think it was the, the battle the first Battlefront 2. There we go. The first Battlefront 2, not the EA one, the other one was one of the ones that everyone still talks about being a fantastic game. So we're a broad spectrum Star Wars universe. So we're going to start with a few questions in that realm. How did you guys get introduced into the overall Star Wars fandom and Star Wars universe? Mark kind of started talking about it. Anybody want to jump in? How um, did, like, What was your sure. first memory?
3: Um, I don't have a first memory, it was just there. Okay. Uh, I just remember watching them all the time. I mean over and over on VHS um, okay. and it was one of those things that I was I was born in 89 I'm 33 so by the time Phantom Menace got um announced in like 99 or 98 or wherever it was first shown off right I was oh my gosh they're making another one I can't believe they're finally making a sequel I'm nine years old I shouldn't be that excited about a movie that's coming out, but, you know, I sat there and was like, Oh man, it's been, it's been 18 years or whatever it's been. I I can't believe it. And so, I mean, Star Wars was just kind of just always on, always present. Scholastic book club. I was buying the Star Wars book and I wanted to know about TIE fighters and twin ion engines and how they worked. And uh, I mean, it was just all of it. Yeah.
0: You got into the deep and you get into the deep part. Fortunately,
3: I got, I not fortunately, but I got out of that. So there's a lot of deep stuff. I don't, Especially going to the these Star Wars gotcha. things. There's so many like, huge hardcore fans that have seen every seen and read every Star Wars bit of lore that I'm I'm like, I thought I was a fan. Maybe I don't really know anything. <laughs> so it's uh, definitely been I feel interesting. that
0: way on a, I feel that way on a regular basis when we have <laughs> some of our guests and have our, some of our guest hosts on here. Like I it's like I'm I'm a fan, but I don't like break down the nuances of the dialogue and the plot structure and and when they use force themes and not. But yeah, just just entertain me. All right, yeah. somebody, who, who else wants to jump in? How are you exposed to the Star Wars world? Go for it, Matt.
2: Yeah, uh, so I remember, yeah, sitting down and watching Star Wars, you know, when I was uh, fairly little with my grandfather, had all of them on VHS, original, like, pre-Lucas cut before he went back and kind of did all those. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure those are in a box in my grandmother's attic somewhere and worth, you know, a pretty penny. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I just grew up watching it uh, with kind of a, a family culture that, that loved Star Wars. Uh, I don't know what it was growing up that was just central that all of us in the family kind of really enjoyed and kind of grew into Star Wars. Um, and so I kind of grew up with it. Um, and then I really kind of rediscovered love for it with, uh, you know, like Star Wars Rebels coming out um, and Rogue One and some of this newer content that's come out in the past 10, 15, newer, uh, 10, 15 years that's been really just uh, so instrumental in some of the more uh, nuanced storytelling that I've really enjoyed and kind of been able to grasp and jump in as an adult where it's like, okay, I really loved this as a kid and I watched a lot of it. I remember when the prequels came out, but now this is like something you can set aside like, okay, this is like Star Wars that is current and fresh and, and, and wonderful. And so, yeah, absolutely. Cool.
5: John, what's, what's your first memories? I waited for the midnight release of The Phantom Menace with my dad. Um, Did you have Jedi robes on? What was that? No, Did no. Okay. I was only seven. Um, okay.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, as a seven-year-old, I could see a seven-year-old John with his Jedi with the, robes
5: on yeah, in the line. The, no. Um, watching, uh, watching Maul, you know, with the devil lightsaber. I mean, it was obviously just, you know, just awesome in that moment at, at that age. Um, as I got older, you know, Battlefront was a big game that I played for a very long time. Um, the first one, I think it was PlayStation 1 or 2. I can't remember, actually. Um, Mark actually got me into Knights of the Old Republic at one point. Um, so, you know, it's carried on from there as I got older. And um, it's kind of funny. I've obviously, you know, as you get older, you kind of lose that interest in, in small ways. And, Battle, you know, and Legion has drawn me right back in, you know, so um it's been a fun experience for sure so i'm gonna go to mark mark what uh
0: what was your first exposure into the star wars how what do you remember just like was it just like dan was it just there
4: i mean i remember my dad always enjoyed it um not that he was like some massive fan but he liked star wars as most people do and just going to toys r us as a kid as a little kid and, and getting star wars stuff um yeah yeah but with with that being said i mean it was always there it was just the movies going to see the movies i actually remember john and his dad going to see phantom menace and i think that i remember his dad talking about the standing ovation at the end of the movie That's Uh, awesome. people might have been a little harsher a couple weeks after (laughs) um, yeah so and then um just have always loved it has always paid attention to it Um, I am, I am one of the guys that focuses on the plots. There's, there's a few things in movies that drive me absolutely crazy. And uh, that's really it. And with that, I just think Anakin's the greatest movie character, the greatest story and uh, told on, in cinema. And I just uh, really enjoyed those prequels and really enjoy that um, Revenge of the Sith and all that. So
0: would you consider, and this is another question to think about, cause I'm gonna go to Joe next, but the next kind of question to think about while Joe's answering is, um, would you call yourself an original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy? What would you consider to be like the Star Wars that was like your on-ramp, your entry point into the world? Um,
4: oh, the I, I remember the originals more. Okay. I, I remember seeing the originals at such a young age before the prequels, what I feel like, so um, yeah. which i was five or six at the time right but for some reason before the prequels i remember those original movies so
0: joe what brought you into there what what was your first memories because you're i think you're a little bit older than your two brothers so were you the one that had the video on and just forced (laughs) them to watch
1: probably honestly i don't i don't remember um and it's gonna kind of be an echo is uh i just it's just star wars was always there um I don't remember if my dad brought the, if I asked him to buy it, I don't know. But once we had those movies in our house, I mean, every week those movies were on um, for our entire childhood, one or the other. And so, so, yeah, I mean, uh, to that question of the series, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, what what is the Blood is thicker than, than water. So it's just like the original, that's, that's where it's at. (laughs) um i can't no no matter how much better the cgi gets i i can't go back on on the story and the character development and stuff that's in those originals that that you sometimes miss so yeah we just saw just those movies just watch those movies non-stop and um so yeah so, same as them when, when when that when that second series when episode one two and three started coming out i mean we're the most excited
0: kids in the world so um like like a lot of a lot of us were so so john you're a little bit younger were you are you a prequel trilogy or your original trilogy what would you consider to be your your star wars that you keep going back to or your star wars that you like the best
5: i don't want to upset anybody listening but yeah no Episode one two and three for sure for me <laughs>
0: so prequels you're talking prequels yeah okay that, um no one's listening we have people all over the world all over the map on this thing like we've <laughs> had we have people that like everything so yeah you're no, not gonna that, upset I, I think that
5: just resonates with me more brent and okay. uh know obviously the original story is better okay like we can we can say that wait Um, i have
1: a i have a question john or have you did you know what did have you seen the other for the first three before that one or no
5: yes
0: okay
3: all right man of culture
0: but think- so the, but it resonated. There was something about it that, like, you at the time, did you yeah, see yourself loved- as, like, a young Anakin in a way? Like, I mean, did you kind of, like, identify with that young Anakin I character? loved
5: Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. I loved Maul. And I loved Obi. And I loved okay. that storyline. Um, and I liked that they went a little darker in episode three. And, uh, I don't know, I was just a huge fan of that okay. time. so.
0: Dan and uh, Matt are the other two. what? Which one are, what is your, what is your Star Wars?
2: Go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah, uh, Brent probably knows me well enough. He's probably going to know my answer to this. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, when I was younger, I probably would have said prequels too. Uh, but as I got older, um, definitely the original kind of uh, era. And, and I say era because uh, I, I enjoy four, five, and six a lot um but rogue one is is what does it for me like that is that that era of like okay we got to see like updated uh it's no longer necessarily about the jedi or the force which is cool elements i really love that in star wars but to see kind of something we've never seen before which is you know like battles and like you know it's the people without any kind of like supernatural force looking out for them it's just they're on their own and they kind of have to get the mission done and so it it was a very cool interesting take for me um and it just brought my love back to that original trilogy of like all right and it made me want to go back and watch four five and six and so for sure
0: but there is cheer it right the force is with me the and i'm one with the force yes. The force is with me there is a little bit of the force there is a in little there. bit he's of one that, of my yeah. favorite characters he's one of my favorite characters ever and so dan last one hit me with it
3: um matt's got a great point i think that's I mean, for me, it is it's gotta be it's gotta be the original trilogy. Just with how I've I know for a fact I've watched them more than the rest of Star Wars combined. I was gonna say Star Wars episode eight, singularly, is the one that I love the most, but I couldn't keep that joke going. So I uh I just had to, had to go. But I agree with Matt. We might I have mean, lost
0: some listeners if you stayed with that one. <laughs> no, no,
3: no. Um I agree with Matt though on the uh on the Rogue One story on the non-Jedi themed main character. Uh, I think one of the most powerful scenes just to see it in that movie was the end when Darth Vader comes down the hall, because you've had the entire perspective of this movie from people that can't move things with their minds and don't have these types of powers. And then to see that from the perspective of a normal person is just something like, oh my gosh, like your jaw drops. And then it really puts into context how people in those first movies would have felt when Darth Vader came through that door on the rebel on the rebel ship and it was just it was just an awesome scene
0: cool thank you uh yeah i agree with that vader scene um i think it's what did they say the mandalorian gave everybody the luke that they wanted and Vader uh, the rogue one gave everybody the vader that they wanted to see and like because he was just the supreme just walking through and throwing him up against the the roof and just it was awesome Um, so the next one is kind of a running shtick on rule of the galaxy. So anytime that we have a new person on and I kind of give some background, just to let you guys know, um, way back in the way back, which got me into star Wars Legion was they, they talk about toy collecting. Um, and so there was a conversation and we were talking, I think about, uh, maybe just doing a Dooku deep dive. Like I'm talking about Count Dooku and everyone's like, la- they were talking about the lightsabers at, at uh, Disneyland and they have them all laid out. And like, who's going to want to use Dooku's lightsaber? It just looks goofy. And then they called him Stumpy because he gets his arm cut off and he gets his head cut off. And I happened to not be on the podcast, but I came back on and I stood up for my boy Dooku. And I said, you know what? That's one of my favorite lightsaber hilts in the Star Wars wars world so this is just an odd question just to see with your personality and where it hits which lightsaber hilt looking and thinking about the lightsaber hilts of star wars which lightsaber hilt do you think is your favorite anybody want to jump in real quick
2: i'm gonna have to look some, some images up
0: oh just off the top here like so oh, like definitely
2: jumping in on this Okay, go for Um, it. So by far my favorite, and this is a weird pick, it's the first version of the lightsaber that Ezra makes. Oh, the the, lightsaber with the gun. It's got an ion blaster. Yes, and it also ignites into a lightsaber. So he was, I mean, it's it's this small little kid who has no experience with Jedi's, who basically reinvent invents what it means to like build a lightsaber, and he's like twelve or thirteen. And so he kind of floors Kanan in the scene where he and where he can actually, you know, kind of build this into to shooting a, a blaster and a lightsaber all in one using the same energy source. And so it's it's it was just very cool to see something reinvented and it was new and it was quirky and it was uh, just a fun lightsaber.
0: So I expected you to say Rebels and not Rogue One. So when you were saying, "I think you think I know where I'm going," <laughs> I thought you were gonna say your on on was Rebels. So it kind of also does make sense that Ezra is your uh, is your oh, yeah. lightsaber of choice. And to be honest with you, you're the fir- you're the first one that's thrown Ezra out there as a as a lightsaber of choice. So yeah, I like it. Anybody else think, as there, as he was talking, come up with one?
4: Yeah, I, or, I looked up. A, sorry, go ahead.
5: Uh, are we going lightsaber in general or just the hilt? just the hilt like that's kind that's of the, the idea the it just has the to be palpatine's right okay um, why it's all chrome it looks clean um i yeah. i just think it i think it looks awesome as far as we only as see it
0: go. we only see it though in episode three right that's the right. only time. okay it makes when it he special. does when he does I mean, his like twirly. He when, when he does that spinny twirl jump at the jedis
5: absolutely and i'm yeah. not sure why everybody was you know dogging on dooku i'm pretty sure he fought yoda and yeah i mean i mean but like so like i like the it's the the curve dude
0: it's the curve blade it wasn't like because every it wasn't a traditional it wasn't luke's correct because when i ask this a lot of people go with luke but dooku has that curved one And i'm like dude he's a man of like he's a man of regality like this thing has like this air of legality and like it's curved so he can do a one-handed fencing style and basically put you down and say i only need to use one hand on guard like like it's He's, he's the man when it comes to those things. I Absolutely. like that saber. All right. The Hicks boys, Mark, you Mar- were starting to go. What do you yeah. got?
4: Yeah. Um, I typed in Windows. I, I'm really bad at imagery, but I typed in Windows and then it hit me. And I should have cut John off and gone before him because I was going to say Palpatine. But there's something about the, the slick, sinister look that fits his character so well, I think. And uh, I... It's all chrome and it has the gold, the gold end on it. And it just, uh, yeah, it fits him well.
0: Okay. Thank you. Joe, or, uh, Dan, you, you got one, Dan. Uh, you, I didn't hear you, sir. I don't know if you're, you're, you're muted. You're muted. I think you're there. muted, dude. I'll,
1: I'll go ahead and go since he muted himself. Um, or, he, or he's messing with us. I'm
3: not but. muted. I just wanted you to go first. Oh yeah, genius! genius.
1: <laughs> the mining, the mining of the video—you got me. Um, so yeah, I, you said a lot of people choose Luke's lightsaber. Um, it's it's not about looks for me. It's just about history, and I don't. I'm a I'm a sucker for history and epic tales and and um, you know the whole good versus evil and what what has this lightsaber done in its time and so i can't i can't go against the lightsaber that uh, that anakin slash darth vader that was passed through the hands of of luke to ray i mean it's just it it is star wars it's the it's the whole thing so that's that's number one gotcha, for me. gotcha.
0: love it all right sir on the spot now
3: all right it's not very subtle uh, you can disagree with me um uh, I love Kylo Ren's lightsaber. It's different. It is unabashedly exactly what somebody like Kylo Ren would use. I right. just think it, it, it fits the character. I think of, of, the, of the newer trilogies, um, I think Kylo Ren's hands down the standout, to me, the most interesting character, best character in that. Um, I really like his lightsaber. And you can be like, oh, it's over the top. It's way too aggressive. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you have a, a wannabe Darth Vader who can't control his temper, who's aggressive and wants somebody to be terrified of him. That's exactly what he would use. It's different. It looks the Claymore, the Hilt. I mean, it just is what it is. It's just so different from anything else that we've seen on screen. Um, even with the... Um, I don't know if he uses the why well, he uses a Kyber crystal, but the the blade, the way the blade oscillates and looks rough and isn't smooth and isn't refined, just just all of it. I think it just pulls together and it just matches his character so well, and a, a visually appealing and striking. And you see the difference and you know the difference. And there's not subtlety to it. It's this is mine. So I,
1: told, um, I told you Dan would be better. I told you Dan would be better for the podcast than me. That's this is why. Great.
0: great. <laughs> At Great the day. same time, I love the take, and I love, this is the first time, I think we've asked probably 75 people that have come on our podcast, that that, and the first time that I heard Ezra was today, and the first time that I've heard Kylo Ren is today as well, um, and so I love the fact that people have different takes, I, I don't care if we lose listeners, I think, <laughs> I like, I so I like the ones that match their personality, right? Yeah, so, and I,
3: yeah I would never argue that it's the most elegant, right. refined, well-designed lightsaber, it's not.
0: I agree and so the the one that hasn't been mentioned or you guys that I think another one that matches the personality and we only saw it for maybe three minutes not even three minutes like 30 seconds was at the very end Ray's lightsaber um once she buries all the other ones the gold lightsaber that she pulls out because the hilt had like that scrapper look to it and it felt like it it fit that scrapper mentality that she had and so I like and like Ezra he's of course he's going to create a gun and a, a and a lightsaber kylo of course is going to be over the top and like a claymore and just be aggressive right so i like the and Dooku's. Dooku's has that curve to it because he's got that that elegance to him and like that swashbuckling style so those are the ones that i like to hear people bring out so it's awesome thank you so that's pretty much where we'll go with the star wars and this leads us into the conversation that we all came here for anyway um star wars legion so if you were on an elevator with a random person and you wanted to try to talk them into playing this game, what is your elevator pitch and how do you describe it to somebody? Because I don't know if I can do it in an elevator pitch, but I want to see if somebody else can.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. I'll, uh, I'll jump into that so uh, you know the, the wonderful thing about Star Wars Legion is uh, kind of Joe mentioned it a little bit you heard it in themes as kind of we all talked about you know how we got into Star Wars Legion a lot of us started with video games um, and so the thing about video games is you get to either build your own army or play your own character um, and a common theme in video games is being able to customize your character uh, and so for me the big thing about the draw of coming into Star Wars Legion was be able to kind of bring my own army that I've designed, painted, made them my own feel, and then I get to use those pieces to play a game with other people. Um, so, I mean, people have had board games that kind of understand, you know, Monopoly and Risk. Um, this kind of takes some of the concepts of, of Risk, takes it down to a more simple, streamlined scale, and allows you to kind of fight your own opponent's armies uh, and play out Star Wars scenes. You know, you can play out things like the battle of endor uh, the battle of hoth uh, and allows you to kind of uh, reinvent your own themes too so if you wanted to fight a, an army and you have uh, luke skywalker and your opponent has darth maul and you wanted to kind of see how that shakes out you can kind of play those own battles and do those own things uh, and it, so it allows you to really just kind of build your own storytelling and your own worlds um, while also playing a game of just pieces that you've designed and made yourself and there's uh, just a wonderful feeling of of like uh, kind of some pride with it as well that you've you've made this army. You put the time and energy into painting it and and getting it all together um, to really enjoy this ex- experience because that's really what it is. Star Wars Legion is is it's a tabletop experience that you can kind of enjoy. Yes,
1: if I can add on, like so, it's an experience. I want to I want to echo that because it's more than just actually playing the game so for for the folks that have no idea what it is it is it's a tabletop war game with miniatures you buy the mini- miniatures you um you could collect them you glue them together you you piece them together you paint them if you so choose um so it's it's a whole experience um and family what like my family's in on it as well like my wife paints um my kids help my kids love to help me assemble them and um, lose things. And like every time I get a new box in, they're like, can I help? And I'm like, okay, let's, but, but I want, I want them to, I want them to be a part of it. And then once, once you get it all put together and you can, if you don't like that part, you just want to play the game. You just want the tactic, the tactics a- aspect of what that tabletop game is. You can skip that. You can just glue them together and start playing and uh, what drew me in initially was that was that it's a, it's an army based Army versus army faction vs faction uh, game where you'll place um, any, anywhere from 20 to 50 miniatures on the board and maneuver those squads around with measuring tools, taking turns uh, taking turns taking activations and, and, and trying to outwit, and uh, outgun your opponent with the dice and I just I've I find those types of games a lot of fun and there's a lot of room for like like Matt said customizing building the army you want to build bringing a story you want to bring uh so yeah it's just I was all in on it I I, when I called John and said John are you ready this is the next big thing we're getting into and you don't have a choice If this is, by the way, Brian. This is a long elevator. We're like Sears Tower. We're going we're down. So, yeah, we're, I, mean, first, I hit everyone on the way down.
3: Yeah, we.
0: we
1: the kid yeah. just goes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the only way we're gonna just
0: pitch out, right? And I feel like, and that's why it's hard to boil it down into an elevator pitch. But I, like, does anybody else have anything else that they want to try to say?
3: Um, when you built Lincoln Logs and set up your characters and said, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna shoot at so and so. He's gonna do this." It is that imaginary playtime game. And now it's been given some rules and you can actually play it and you can actually be strategic with it. And that's something that's really fun. It's also, I mean, a great point to what Matt and Joe said. It's something that has so many different aspects of enjoying the hobby. When I first was getting started, I was excited to put these together and paint them because I wanted to have an army that looked like this and I wanted to have a guy that looked like that. Turns out I'm not really a huge fan of painting them. (laughs) i mean i do but to um i want my things to look nice and i have a lot of practice so i i freeze up and i i I don't let me just play with them and i've had a ton of fun playing with them and i think one of the interesting things when you go even to these tournaments which are competitive by nature are there's people that are just huge star wars fans and they like playing with star wars characters and to them it's a way to hop into that world and then there's other people who are sweaty, try hard, i i did the math and ran the numbers and this is the most competitively viable team and you're going to not have fun today. And um they then not that they can stop you, but there's there really is that there's the very competitive aspect, there's the i love star wars, there's the i like minis and models and i want to build pieces of terrain and i have fun. There's people that come to these things and just bring a container of terrain and set up a board for people to play on because that's the aspect of it that they enjoy doing. Um, and so I just think if you, if you want to do something artsy or make something, it really gives you an opportunity to explore that and however you choose long elevator.
0: Yeah, it's a long elevator. Right. So like, I try to like, I boil it down to the same thing. So one of the things I tried to tell people too, is like, when I was a kid, I had my star Wars three, 3.3, 3, three and three quarters inch toys. I also had G.I. Joe. So I was actually had more G.I. Joe toys than I did Star Wars toys, even though I watched a ton of Star Wars. But like I had G.I. Joe toys all over the place. And I remember going to like in the neighborhood, we would set up in the backyard, we would put the toys out, and then you would throw rocks. And it was like, if it hit that rock, that's going to be one damage. If it's a vehicle, if that guy falls over, he's dead. And I'm like, there's just that nostalgia of doing that same battle. And I've said, if they create like this Legion with GI Joe characters, and I know they've done some other things with GI Joe, but if they make one with like GI Joe characters in this world, I would I would probably get divorced because like that nostalgia of playing that game is there. The other thing that I try to throw out is like, I feel like it's a three-dimensional chess, right? So it's it is a very, it's a version of chess with different objectives than what ch- chess is, but you have an objective to do things and you're moving things around, like you have chess pieces and you're trying to play strategically against somebody else. So it's a, it's a version of chess where you play out a Star Wars movie. Um, so that's kind of where I go. John, Mark, do you guys have anything to add?
4: I think we're at the bottom floor. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going we were
0: going down. <laughs> I, I was mean. going, in my head, I go up on the elevator speech In your head, you go down.
4: Well, we might've hit the bottom after Dan got done talking and now we're going back up. I don't know, but, uh, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I think you guys pretty much nailed every point it's that you can be as hardcore or as easygoing as you want in the tournament. And I find, I know the, uh, Indy Garrison at the place they do the tournaments at isn't maybe the most competitive serious tournament which i enjoy being a new player it's laid back everyone's friendly and uh i mean the community's yeah arguably better than the game (laughs) (laughs) i i i I haven't i haven't played someone where i'm like oh my gosh i can't stand that guy Mm -hmm. and i'm sure they're out there i'm sure they're even at those events that i've gone to but overall everyone's been really great so far so
5: gotcha john you got anything to add uh, one thing I hate doing is echoing people, and I I feel like um, the only thing that I can add Brent to this is you can't. There's I was very impressed with the um, how many characters you can actually play as, um, you know. So as far as like the fandom goes, you want to be you want to have an army centered around Darth Vader, you can all the way to Sabine from the cartoons. You know what I mean? So just just that wide array of of selection is is very cool. Yeah.
0: So can so now that we talk about the other reader speech and what it is, let's be hardcore and, and kind of explain it to people that have never seen it before. When you go buy a box, let's just talk an expansion box. What are people going to buy? What does it look like? And then how do we go from, like, how do we get into, like, if we were going to get into the game, how do we get into the game? Short and sweet. How do we do, where are we at yeah. with that?
2: Yeah, I'll jump in on that. Um, so yeah, when you buy into the game, um, normally you're going to buy your starter box. And so a box is going to come with, uh, a bunch of units that you need to play um and they're going to come in on a sprue and what that means is it's going to be something that probably looks kind of similar to this if you've done a model if car right so i was going to say
0: like if you're not, if you're watching youtube he's showing up what the, what a frame is what some people call it yeah but think of think of if you've ever seen models put together like a model car or a model airplane mm-hmm. they have things that are you have to clip out and glue together so it's that's yeah. part of the part of this hobby is modeling and putting together models
2: Yeah, uh, that is a part of it so yeah you would take uh snippers or a pair of just sharp uh knife or or scissors you'd cut apart the sprue be able to kind of take some super glue um and they'll have instructions with them to glue that that model together very similar to a model car model trains if you've done any of that um, so it's putting your minis together that's that's the big big first step is you know you're getting a box it's going to have unassembled minis you kind of throw it together um, and then you can choose to prime them and paint them if you want, or you can play with them and they might be gray and that's okay. Um, the other thing that comes with it is there's going to be, um, some measuring tools on figuring out, uh, you know, my unit can hit your unit. Well, okay. My unit can only shoot so far. Uh, so let's measure that and see if it's in a range. And so those are range sticks that slot together. Um, and you get about four of those. And then there's also movement tools. And those are simple as, um, it's just going to be, you lay it down. It's got a hinge in the middle, and essentially it allows you to measure. Okay, my guy can only move so fast, so he goes from point A to point B, and that's how I move him. Um, the other thing it's going to come with is going to be dice, uh, both for uh, shooting and then defending, and then as well as tokens. And there's going to be a, a bunch of tokens and cards for each character that explain what they do, and and you know here's all the gear that they can take, and here's some guns that they can take, so
0: cool and so that yeah and then um so i'm gonna go back to you. thank you that's basically what you're gonna get when you get the expansion and that's how you basically get started is buying those stupid things or those things i didn't say stupid did i i, might have. You, you, I think you did it's, i uh, i might it sounded like it stood in there sometimes i feel you, like you stupid. must
1: you must have put together one too many like B squads. yeah like, yeah b1s
0: they are stupid they, <laughs> they are, are so- they are very dumb I'm I, I'm six foot six foot four about three hundred pounds and my fingers are too fat for some of the models because we're talking a, the average model is about an inch and a half in height so we're talking uh, about that's about where they're at I think I measured them one time but they're, they're about an inch and a half in height accordingly and then you got to put these heads that have two parts to the heads of the B ones and the back of the head is about the size of a grain of sand and you got to try to glue it onto the something that's about the size of a pencil shaving and
3: not, and And, not get that glue on your finger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so, so you, you buy those things, right? So you get into there and as we mentioned too, there's multiple parts of the hobby and which made me think, and I think I glossed over this. So bear with me, but what part of the hobby do you like the best? Is anybody in here like a modeler? Is anybody in here a painter? Is anybody in or is it the game? like what about the whole situation that you guys like the best before john
5: yeah i'll hop in <clears throat> um i think i can i don't want to speak for joe but i would say definitely the actual game itself um the competitive side um i really wanted i'm not an arts and crafts guy i really wanted to to be have fun um gluing them and painting them like dan said um I've been gluing and painting for a little bit. Um, Joe's wife actually paints my figures. Um, But gluing them together alone can sometimes cause me so much frustration that I want to be out of the game. So that is definitely not my side of it. Um, I had to buy two calluses. Let's put it that way. Um, So... The competitive side and, and just the actual game itself, how the rules play out, the terrain, the different terrain, um, is very very cool to me. Um, so that that's definitely my side of it that I enjoy the most.
1: So so I'm gonna surprise you, John. Um and and I wanted to highlight something for the people listening that might might have heard some of this tournament and competitive talk thrown out a lot, and it and maybe feel discouraged might, or might feel discouraged about that. Um, I, I am very competitive, and I do, as far as the game goes, that is what I enjoy most is actually playing the game, um, figuring out something new that no one's discovered yet, some sort of tactic, some sort of combo, something that you if you tell me a unit's not good, then I go home and I said, I'm, g- I'm going to make this unit good. Let's figure <laughs> it out. Um, so I do enjoy that, but I'm going to surprise you with this because, and, and this is an honest answer, the thing I enjoy most about, everything I've done in Star Wars Legion is, is the people I've brought into the game and the time I've spent with them. And, and that's a little bit of a sappy answer, but it's, it's the honest truth. Because I got into this game and I've, I brought both my brothers in. I've spent more time with you guys over the past six months than I have in five years. Um, John, I, I mean, me, me getting into this game, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I've, I've brought six other people in with me. And I think about that when I'm out there playing. And as competitive as I am, and, I, and I've been successful at these tournaments I've went to on that scene, I keep in mind when I'm playing. Like I want to be a steward of this uh, of this game, and this community. So, um, no matter, above all, I want whoever I'm playing against to have a good time. I mean, I was just in. it. I was my my last match to to finish the the game at the last tournament. My opponent says. I don't know if this is the best move, but but I really want to have a Darth Vader battle. And he came in and charged in on my Darth Vader. And and I'm beyond the the best way for me to win that match was not to fight his Darth Vader. I could have forced, I could have pushed his Darth Vader away and ran towards his army. But I said, if this is what you if this is what <laughs> makes you happy, then I want to give this to you. Let's do it. I want to see what happens. So you know, I, I just I just really enjoy having fun and playing the game with other people. Um, just but yeah, to be clear,
0: that, that was a Vader on Vader, right? You had was, a Vader, yeah. Vader and he had a Vader, just so the like the people listening Oh yeah, sure so, understood. So I mentioned, Vader, Like there were two Vaders face-to-face yeah. men- face swinging yeah. sabers. Exactly.
1: Same. I mentioned faction versus faction. There's there's five different factions. I think, Brent, you're going to get us talking about the factions real quick. But there's five different factions. But you are allowed to play the same faction. So if you match up or play a game against someone who's also playing the imperial uh army um yeah you you could see the same same units uh, up against each other so yeah uh but i digress but i i just really love I, what got me into the game with star wars and the competitive what kept what's keeping me in the game is the people and how much fun we have that's bottom line
2: yep i think that's uh, a oh go ahead matt uh yeah uh I really enjoy watching this community grow, uh, just seconding what, what Joe said. You know, I've, I've been playing the game, I think, uh, probably the longest out of all the people on the, on the cast here. Uh, I've been playing for about four years. And when I started, the Facebook group that we have for Legion was like 5,000 people. Uh, and now it's like 30,000 people across the globe. And it just has really blown up uh, and just met so many great people. I got stopped like uh twice this week already, uh like somebody at work who was like, hey, like you're Matt Evans, you you play Legion. And I was like, oh uh, yeah. Uh and just just random place, just a random like bump into things of like that was the connector. Um and so there's there's great ways to connect. Um but yeah I think uh for me the big thing is is the people obviously uh but uh painting has been hobbying and painting. Um I'm sitting here at my painting desk in the garage. Um, you might see some of these uh, totes behind me if you're on the video. Um, you know, I've got tons and tons of terrain that I've built myself just for the joy of being able to play some of those planets we see in, in in the Clone Wars TV show or the movies or whatever it is. And so being able to paint and kind of hobby and just really enjoy some of the uh, experience side of it has, has really drawn me into this game.
0: Dan, you were getting ready to go.
2: Um, I was going to piggyback off of uh, Joe's point
3: on the um, the Vader versus Vader matchup and seeing something like that that you want to happen so bad that you don't necessarily care if you're going to lose the game. And it really is a lot of times I'm making moves and, well, I, hey, I, I, I brought these droids in here to do this thing, and I wanted to do that thing. And it gets to the point where that might not competitively be the best choice. So you're sitting there arguing internally with yourself of – this game is, it's so fun to see it happen that I'm willing to sacrifice possibly winning the game because this is just cool. Like, the scene in my mind that I'm creating with what we have on the table is just so cool sometimes. Um, and that really, uh, I mean, yeah, it's its super fun. It's always it,
0: fun to see a Vader-Luke matchup too, right? <laughs> you always see the Vader-Luke matchup. And yeah, because always- you never
3: got to see it. So. or
0: Anakin or Anakin Vader like when you see an Anakin Vader one that one's like <laughs> young versus old we went into the time warp or something like those are cool too cool so mark john uh mark what is your what is your draw what is the, your part of the part of the legion that keeps you around
4: I mean I I love the game Sorry can you hear me Yeah yeah I yeah, guess gotcha. Okay yeah I I just I love the game but uh more I just love Star Wars and I love being or playing those characters and uh kind of like dan said kind of imagining these scenes i i think me and john played a game and we'll always joke about how every character on the battlefield is flipping out because the rebels are fighting the clone troopers and they don't realize they're both the good guys and they're killing each (laughs) other and it's just like it's just fun scenarios it's just it's star wars it's awesome and i love a lot of the characters in star wars and being able to play as them.
0: So I'll just throw my two cents in on this. Um, to be honest, the terrain making, I did not expect the terrain making to be as enjoyable as it is. It, there is, like, it's the creative outlet. Like, I enjoy the modeling. I've started to t- kind of tweak the models and do a couple changes to them. Not quite skilled and talented in that. My painting, I'm calling myself about a sea level painter but like building the world that the table exists on and then like creating from a toilet paper tube, some tissue, some hot glue and some pink foam, you can make a awesome looking indoor tree. And just seeing that tree come to life from those hobbied together things, there's something about making that terrain that I just love or taking pink foam and shaving it down to make hills. Um, and to try to think about, okay, where's a sniper perch, or where, like, how big do I need to put this so a unit can fit on this, or do I want a full unit or just a single guy to be up here so a character can just sit here, so people can make tactical decisions based upon the terrain that you're making, Um, and then trying to paint it to make it look realistic, and then to fit into the Star Wars world. All of that stuff is what kind of keeps me around. I love the game, don't get me wrong, but seeing the scenes and building the scenes is something that I did not expect coming into this. But that is what kind of keeps me uh, going. Um, so yeah, we've talked a little bit about like The Legion, what it is. So inside of Legion, there are four main factions. They brought in another one that, uh, that's not really a faction. It's kind of a collection of factions. Um, so you'll have your rebels, you have your empire, which is the global civil war. And then you have, because of all those prequel era kids, right, John? They bring in the uh, clones and the droids, which seem to be the very popular. and here's a couple like what I've noticed too, Clones and droids seem to be the popular factions currently, and I think that's because of the nostalgia for the prequel era. Like I feel like the the, the age group and the age range of the people that are playing the game are building in and and maybe in ten years there might be the sequel trilogy. I know i'm I'm a sequel apologist, right? I will say that I like, like them better than the prequels, right? I People who've listened to Real of the Galaxy have heard me say this, but I'd like to see that eventually work its way into Legion. But so let's break down those factions and kind of explain to our viewers, our listeners, a little bit about the Rebels, a little bit about the Empire, a little bit about the clones and a little bit about the droids. And then the new one they added in was Shadow Collective. So Matt, um, you're pretty good at playing the Rebels. So I'm gonna let you start off, kind of give us just a a, a 10,000 foot view of the Rebel faction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Rebels are kind of at their core. They play what you would kind of feel like Rebels would play like. Um, Their defense is kind of uh, very sad. uh, And when the Empire shoots at them, they get sad and run away. Um, No, that's a joke. Uh, But uh, yeah, so they uh, are essentially going to kind of want to uh, dig in, uh, grab kind of their mission objectives uh, and run away because they're, you know, the Empire is coming. It's those classic scenes you see from Hoth and, 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 you know, those other movies that you've seen where the rebels are just kind of getting wiped out, or they're not lasting very long. And they're usually uh, winning based on a hope or a prayer, or uh, in the case of the rebels, they have a lot of really strong heroes Han Solo, uh, Leia, Luke Skywalker, um, you know, Cassian's in there, Jin, some of the Rogue One guys. And so they, they rely a lot on the synergies that their heroes bring um, because the core troopers and other things that they have are going to just want to kind of grab the mission and run away. Um, whereas some of the other factions that are we're going to talk about here want to do something very different than that. Um, but the rebels just want to, uh, they want to grab the mission and go.
0: Run home. Run Guerrilla warfare tactics. That's yeah. the rebels. Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep
0: um so cool thank you um so i'm gonna go to john um i've heard that you are i think you are an empire lover through and through and like you are the empire guru at
5: this point so give us the ten thousand foot view of the empire um one thing i do love is you know the thematics of it um like kind of matt said how the rebels play i think empire I, i think they did a great job with every faction of doing that um the Empire, for example, Darth Vader cannot. There's a there's a aspect of the game called suppression where you know when you're taking fire, it kind of scares you. Well, Darth Vader, the commander, can't be scared. It doesn't matter that he's getting shot at. Uh, you know that's very awesome thematically to me. Um, the Empire has like Palpatine, where one of his cards essentially kills himself, and it's just like you know as he was using the Force on the dark side, he was getting older and weaker, and and just things like that thematically um the empire is very um gun-ho they want to get in they want to kill you and they want to keep ruling um so <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> they have uh you know stormtroopers vader palpatine um Aiden, it, for anybody that watches that um that just a bunch of awesome like very forward moving units um and that's why i enjoy them um, they're definitely a more aggressive play style
0: and so a couple other iconic pieces that they have that are game playable pieces are the ATST. So the chicken walkers from indoor, and then they have the Gav tank, which are kind of pretty like pretty standard or at least people recognizable. Those are recognizable play pieces for the empire. Absolutely, um, speeder bikes as well, Grant. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And they're just, I mean, so they have those recognizable units and you're, you said that they're more of a gun line and just want to take, take no prisoners and kill everything as they go.
5: Absolutely,
0: yep. Okay. And does that fit your play style? I take it. Is that the, uh, yeah, the definitely, mentality that definitely
5: over aggressive. Um, <laughs> and it does, it costs me greatly a lot of times. Um, so, but I'm learning to be aggressive, uh, when I need to be aggressive. It's funny because there's a unit called the do back rider, um, which is essentially mm-hmm. a creature that moves. And I really wanted to use them and me and Joe kept playing and he would kill him and like turn two, and like, he had to like, just get through my hard head that, I don't have to just rush in with them right away so right um, yeah they definitely cone in on your army very quickly at a certain point so
0: that, that's another iconic one is the dewback and then the rebels have another iconic creature the tauntaun and they have like so i mean just think uh, to, to the listeners out there just think of like a star wars thing and it's probably in the game and that's what's cool about it so let's move on to the clones mark you play the clones a little bit so uh, give us that 10,000-foot po- uh, view of the clone faction.
4: Yeah, they're a uh, high-cost faction per unit. And uh, they'll usually have less activations than other armies. But their units overall are, are stronger. Their core units are strong. And uh, with those core units and their commanders and even Padme as an operative specifically, there's a lot of uh, supporting Jedi with OB, um I mean, even even like Chewbacca is gonna support the commander if there's another one on the field. Anakin and his token sharing. There's there's a lot of token sharings, which isn't something we really got into in Legion, but there are tokens that your characters get and they can do things like dodge or take an aim. And um the clones share those tokens with one another. And uh yeah, so there it's a lot of synergy and it's a lot of yeah,
0: no. And no other unit and no other faction can share the tokens like that. There's a little bit of a sh- Like there might be a little mechanic that breaks that. But the clones are pretty much that is part of the way that they play is that they have that ability to be like, hey, brother, I'm going to let you help you out. Right. If you watch the Clone Wars, they're they're all ba- they're all clones of each right, other. They're all right. brothers. So they help each other out so they can spend each other's in uh, tokens to help each other out. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: Yeah. And um. So it's 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 a lot of firepower. It's a lot of an ability called fire support, where they can shoot with each other. So just speaking on another thing, it's not just token sharing; it's shooting at the same enemies together. Um, yeah, and uh, there there's a lot of Jedi user, but yeah. they're now not.
0: They have, Yoda, they have Yoda and the two the Wookies, man.
4: They do, and but. Sometimes to me, and I'm not the most experienced player, there's not as much versatility to them at times. I feel like because their units cost so many points. It's it's hard to mm-hmm. maybe try to do some of the things you think you'd like to do, but uh they're fun. They have awesome characters and I love the way they synergize. I think that's a lot of fun is the token sharing, the fire support's awesome to get off. It's not I have a bad habit of always wanting to get a fire support off. sometimes it's not worth spinning the activation when you do a guy when you need a guy to move or something so Correct. Yep. but it's I, awesome to roll fourteen black dice. oh,
0: it feels so good, right I'm a dice goblin also I love it I think I rolled twenty two one time and that was my favorite I think I got three hits off of it but whatever um, so Droids, Dan, hit me with like that ten thousand foot view of the droids for me, sir.
4: I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay. I have to get up for work in about six and a half no hours, worries. so I'm gonna head out. And, no worries, uh, Nick thanks man. for letting me do this.
0: All right, thanks for hopping all right. in. All right, bye. Dan, hit me with the droids real quick because we're getting close to the end of this anyway. We've gotcha. been on for about an hour or so. Uh,
3: so. so, droids, CIS, Confederacy yeah. of Independent Systems. It's basically all of the droid army that you see in Star Wars episodes one and two. Um, and then addition of Count Dooku, as well as one or two mercenaries that they hire. Um, well, now a few more mercenaries that can be hired under the army. Uh, their big overview is droid directing of orders. So one of the aspects of the game is you play a command card that allows you to give orders to a few people, and then the rest of your army, you're drawing from a pool of tokens at random. And it you, know, you want somebody to move, you don't draw their token, they don't get to move that really hurts. Um, And one of the things that CIS does since they're droids and they get all their orders from overhead thematically, um, they are able to hand off orders to one another. And they're really the only army in the game that if you build it right and you position your guys correctly, you're able to give orders to everyone in your army almost and really choose who goes first, who goes last. And that's really a big advantage of theirs. Um, Another big aspect of theirs is there's droids. There's a lot of them and people run a lot of them. Uh, most most squads have four units in it, a standard. Um and then they can usually add a fifth. Um sometimes a sixth. Droids start with six units, they can add a seventh and then have an eighth droid. Um so there's people that run eight droids a squad and run six squads of them and they have just a massive amount of characters on the board. Um and they're relatively weak. They do not have the firepower that other units have. They die super easily, but you just have a lot of them. Um, and one of the big advantages in this game is the number of activations and units you have on the board. And droids are very cheap, and so that allows you to really play this army in a lot of different ways. Um, I can run three people with lightsabers and run six naked droids and make it work, or two tanks and a bunch of, I mean, there's so many options that you can do. Um, and I just started running Darth Maul. Um, and he's super cool. I just haven't done him much yet. Um, and so it's just one of those things that I build, a, I build a new army every day online trying to figure out like, hey, what do I want to try? What do I want to do? There's so many different things. Um, and like my brother Mark had said about Republic, you feel limited sometimes with what you can do. And I think CIS is almost the opposite of that, where there's a lot of different ways to play that, that army. And uh, massive troops give out tons of orders and select how your army plays out.
0: A couple more like iconic uh, droid Roger Rogers mm-hmm. would be Dikas. droidicas are in droidicas, the game. Yes, uh, B- then... the BX droids from like the Clone Wars era cartoons, um, and then Magna Guards oh, are yeah. uh, are are in the game as well. And those are from uh, Episode Three as well as the Clone oh, Wars cartoons. So like those are some just one. If for people out there that are thinking about droids, like those are some of the iconic characters. Like so, you got Grievous is a playable character as well. Mm-hmm. Dooku. Um, I'm trying to think. There's not as many of the uh, named commanders, um, but they have some good ones.
3: Yeah, they have a and lot they, of like generic super battle droid commanders yeah. types. But uh, yeah, Grievous, Dooku, and then Maul is their operative. Is,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and then they can have Cad Bane, which is where he started.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and they can have Boss now too. So great. Yeah.
0: Right. All right, thank you very much for that 10,000 foot view. And the last one we'll go to is the Shadow Collective. So. um <laughs> Joe hit me with a shadow collective this is a brand new I mean we're talking like maybe a month old so talk to me about it
1: yeah there's still there's still a couple units that we anticipate coming out for this one that we haven't seen on the table yet um the shadow collective is is the mercenary unit um so it works it's it's a little bit of an oddball compared to the other four and works a bit differently in this sense that a lot of these units can actually go into other factions so for the first time in legion that is a thing um the two main heroes in the shadow collective you have maul and you have gar saxon um and the special thing about this mall, unlike the the separatist version of of darth maul this is the this is the crime lord mall. this is this is after he kind of escaped and and started running his own his own uh, crime syndicate deal so it's that version of maul and he runs this what i'm calling a ragtag crew of mercenaries that um doesn't necessarily synergize well together. You have the Black Sun uh, units, very powerful, short range unit. Um, then you have um, the Pike Foot Soldiers, which is um, very kind of kind of more maneuverable, a little bit longer range, um, little slippery unit. And 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 then they have some swoop bike riders coming out that we haven't seen yet. So um, yeah, Pike Foot Soldiers, Black Suns, Maul. They're coming at you mercenary style, and and one of the main things the the way that faction works differently is they don't care about issuing orders to each other, and that and I think that's a cool mechanic and very thematic is they're mercenaries, they're independent, so they have this keyword called independent. They actually gain advantage by by not getting an order, and uh, yeah, just a, really a lot of powerful units, and uh, it, we'll, we're going to see how it plays out. We haven't seen it too
0: much on the on the table yet; it's brand new. I can't wait to see what it grows into and what it builds into. Um, Just because I know it's just started. It's a month old. The swoop bikes are the next thing to come. But is there something else that's going to be out there? Is there going to be another alien race that they're going to throw in? Uh, Maybe the Crimson Dawn, right? Which is a little bit, it's newer. It was part of the solo. It's part of those crime syndicates. Is the Crimson Dawn going to make its way in with like a Dryden boss? The Tuscan Uh, Raider, and some Tuscan Raiders or uh, something like that. Or Gamarian guards with uh, Jabba the Hutt as a commander. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, can you imagine? Like, how big of a base is Jabba gonna have?
0: That's that's the, thing. <laughs> the Gav tank. The Gav tank man. No, He's gonna have oh, a Gav yeah. tank base. <laughs>
1: He's gonna have to have something like that,
0: and he's got He's gonna be stationary like the FD cannon. He's gonna he's be get, the yes. and he's got commanding presence where he's got range four to give out orders.
2: You but just breathing <laughs> in on a barge, you just he gets his own barge, you know. No, I think
0: I think if you have
1: two core units in base contact with Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> they they are
0: allowed to carry them, or one Wookiee, one Wookiee. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they're carrying them in the Mando. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So they've alluded to, and they've dropped some news that um, just for the people in listening. So this is, those are the factions that are out there. Those are the ways that they play. Um, check your local gaming store. You can check the internet. Amazon Prime Day just had, uh, if you're still, um, if you saw that Amazon, they have ran some specials on Amazon Prime Day. Um, some pretty decent deals. So you can find some stuff on Amazon. They're also talking about dropping in Ewoks. Um, at Disney Celebration uh, Anaheim just recently a couple months ago they had a picture and there were 16 different models because I looked at the picture that was online and I counted up the different models and it looked like there were 16 different model poses of the Ewoks so we don't know what that actually is going to entail but we know they have the models built. Um, They've also released information that they're going to have Mando and uh, so Din Jarin and-, and baby Grogu in the same yeah. box so we don't know exactly how they're going to interact with each other we believe they're probably going to be rebels um, but we don't know exactly what it's going to look like um, they also dropped uh, images of IG 11 and IG 88 so you can run him as both like a bounty hunter and I think as a protector um, again we don't know a lot of the details of the unit but there is definitely going to be an IG unit that's going to be into the game Um, I'm trying to think of who else was at Celebration or what else was released at Celebration that we know is coming. Uh, They've talked about Ahsoka being released, but they haven't given us any information. And then another one that we know about that's coming, but they haven't shown us more information and details was Dadbot Boba. So the Boba Fett from the Mandalorian um, with the gaffy stick, um, that's another unit that's going to be moved into the game as well. So he's going to play a little bit different than the Empire Boba. Am I missing anything? Does anybody else pick up anything on those? Anything?
2: No, we just
5: think... want to mace
3: Windu. Oh, man. We just want to make... No, we don't. He'll be too powerful. We don't want to mace Windu. Yeah.
2: Well, We're making our wish list.
3: I don't get him on yeah. the Droid Army. I don't My, want
1: to my wish list is old Ben Kenobi on the Rebels. They don't have mm. enough Jedi Force users. So let's let's mm-hmm. find... like That's about the only one we can pull out. Let's get him in there.
3: Uh, I say when you kill him on the field, you get a permanent Force power that you can use once a turn.
0: Yeah, oh, because exactly. he's the ghost. Case yeah. Like, just run, gonna Luke, say run. Yeah. Great. Right, right. So, yeah. you just give a name yeah, token it. to anybody <laughs> on the field after that. That'd be awesome. Um, so, for those people that are listening, one of the things that Legion players, players love to do when they start talking Legion is to start speculating about what could come, right? Because we don't build any of this stuff. So, that's what we've just been doing. And it's it, if you listen to the podcast, because these guys are going to be starting a podcast here soon, and, uh, that's what I'm going to trans- transition into as we end up but you'll hear people will go off on tangents about what they would like to see in the game. So before I go into you guys talking about it, what is one unit that you would like to see in the game? And I'll start with mine. I want to see the uh, Naboo security force as a cheap core option for the clones because they're in episode one. They would be in the Grand Army of the Republic-ish time frame. Oh, that was another one. The Fleet Trooper equivalent gungans are being rumored to be put in as well like i think that they've said gungans are coming so okay. if you're a jar jar binks fan you can run a whole gungan army but so i want to see i want to see the Dabu security force and they play like another their fleet troopers in the rebel army and i feel like they're the basically the exact same kind of play style and they would fit well with the core with the um republic what do you guys
2: think i'll jump in just before anybody takes mine um so i want to see hondo anaka i think uh, both for uh, kind of a Clone Wars era, you know, where he's uh, that fully fledged young pirate leader um, and pretty full of himself. And he, he seems like he can just take on the world, um, takes on Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin and gets them all captured. Um, and then I also want to see the older version that's in Rebels where he's kind of like seen better days and he's kind of the crazy old man that ends up helping them all. Um, but I think he would just have some really fun, uh, command cards and mechanics that he could pull off.
0: And he could go in all four factions. I think he would be one of the ones that he would be one of the ones I think that could fit its way into all four because he's he's helped out everybody at one point.
2: Yeah. He just does everything for money or whatever he's trying to get out of it. So yeah. All
5: right. I have, I have, I know you said one, I'm just going to do a quick three. Um, <laughs> Way to break the rules, but I'm cool with it. Way to yeah, break the sorry, rules. sorry, Brent, you know me. Um, Mace Windu was one that I mentioned. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, I think, yeah, come on, you know, those two. And one that I don't think a lot of people, which was my main one, uh, might not think about is uh, why not General Thrawn? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you can do a lot of like different tech tactical moves with him or different command card synergies that i think would be really translate really cool to the game yeah so those are my that's my quick three brent <laughs> sounds good mark you, or not mark uh, dan oh, you dan. got one um, yeah, sorry
3: specifically who do i want to see i don't know i i am i'm excited to see somebody from the new series but from the from the current series that are out Uh, Give me a, give me a. So, what new
0: series are you talking about? You're talking about the. uh, Oh,
3: seven, eight, and nine.
0: Oh, okay. From the like, I would,
3: I would love to see them. That is cool. There's a couple. Which one? Solo
0: and. um, Which one from seven, eight, nine? I I can't remember. Like Kylo and Ray, or there's there's there's
3: lesser characters that I want to see. There's characters that I want. I want a normal. I want a normal Jedi character. I just want a special forces. He's got one force ability he's a special forces unit he's somebody that you can just put in to add some different variation to your army and maybe you don't want to drop 200 points on a jedi um and i think i was talking to Joe about one day not every jedi in this universe is mace windu um and obi-wan kenobi and darth maul they can't all just run into a room with 25 people in blasters and guarantee the win um you know i mean i like to see something like that i'd like to see a palpatine on my cis army because he does mm. fight yoda in the prequels yep. um because i don't like it when he jumps up and hits you with force lightning five times in a row it doesn't oh. feel good i would like to do it back and hopefully <laughs> and hopefully and hopefully my version of it would have more than five health he's a little younger he's a little more <laughs> vibrant looking i'm not really sure
0: i love it joe you got one
1: yeah, I said I said old Ben Kenobi, but I'll
0: give you another one. Oh, this, that's the, right. That one that okay. one didn't count. That one didn't
1: count. So we'll do. Sure. um I want to see more mercenaries. So like you mentioned, Honda or like I just want to see like right now we have Bosk, Cad Bane, Boba Fett. I want to see more of those. They're just they're just they're iconic characters. An Oris so sing. Yeah, An that's Oris sing. What, An sing, would be sing a so a I want one. to see. So I played a card game called Young Jedi way yeah, back in the day. Um, it died out long ago. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> And Aura Singh was one of my favorite cards in that game. So I, Aura Singh, something like that.
3: Um, yeah, she's in Star Wars Episode One, briefly seen on a cliffside during the pod race. I think yep. she's got a ponytail. Uh, if yep. you don't know her, it's not your fault.
1: I, I want an infinite sniper, <laughs> infinite sniper
0: range bounty hunter Aura Singh. There we go. That would be fantastic. That would actually be pretty, pretty thematic and pretty cool. Who is the
3: Who is the changeling assassin? By the,
0: you say that she. You say that she's not very known. She has a black series. Um, Six inch figure. There is uh, a black okay. series six inch or a thing. So, well, I mean, I knew she got toy she collectors. Toy collectors are gonna know uh, gotcha. go gotcha. exactly who you're talking about.
3: If you only watch awesome the movies, thing. you might know what she looks like. Maybe. Maybe. Um, who if was the get... changeling? Um, the changeling in episode, uh, oh, two. uh,
0: what is her name?
3: The that shot the poison darts. Mm-hmm. What's her name?
0: I know some, something
3: like that. Just something different.
0: Yeah, I like that one too. That would be a good a... mercenary to throw there's... in. Sam, uh, Sam, we- uh, Sam we- uh, Sam Weisel, Sam yeah sam weisel or something like that yeah sam did, wessel you are right wessel, on the money
3: dude wow close oh my yeah i'll give you a 99 out of 100 on that <laughs> That was good, right? um yeah it, what's amazing is how many characters are in this game
0: yes how
3: how just varied it seems and then yeah. you can just watch it and go oh them them and them and them and them um yeah. Yeah. granted um the star wars fandom has never been super easy to please um so <laughs> it is what it is i suppose but uh yeah, there's a ton of stuff that we could still see in the future.
0: All right, so we've been going for a while. The last question I'm gonna have is: tell me about this podcast that the Garrison is putting together. Do we? Uh, what's it gonna? When can we find it? Is gonna be? When are we gonna start rolling it out? Or uh, when we when we drop this out? How can we find? How can we find you guys? Because we're talking about Legion, but we're also here to promote you guys and promote this podcast. So yeah. talk to me about it
2: uh i'll kind of jump into that first and you guys can kind of jump in if you've got room um so look for us uh coming soon uh, we don't have a date yet but look for us soon wherever you can find podcast um if you're interested in connecting with us we do have a website IndianapolisGarrison.com. um we've got a facebook uh a discord you can connect to us through all those ways um and we play pretty much out of the indie area almost every friday night um and you can kind of through there you can kind of see kind of a little bit more about us and jump in um uh, Joe is going to be one of our regular hosts that'll jump in as well as, you know, some of us will be kind of jumping on and scattering through. Um, so, yeah.
0: Thank you. Anybody else have anything to add? Do we have- Well, I, I
2: just want to add, um,
1: if you're interested in Star Wars Legion and you just don't know where to start, our Discord is a great place to jump in. You can join us. Uh, we play. There's there's um, there's a computerized version of the game. play that sometimes you can see how it plays out you can ask us questions you you can say hey i'm looking at buying into it you got any tips and just chat and we pretty much have people on there um all day every day in in some capacity so um hopefully we'll link that discord somewhere and
0: and if you also if you don't have the discord but you have the twitter the at star wars uh, at rule the galaxy sw just uh put my name in it or just uh send us a message if you have an email Uh, send us an email at rule the galaxy SW and uh, Joe will make sure that I get that and we will definitely get you hooked up. Uh, We also have a Facebook page. So if you're uh, 40 something and over Facebook's the place where you go, there is a Facebook page with the Indianapolis. So no matter where you're at, you can call up and look for the Indianapolis garrison. And that's the same guys that you guys are just have just been listening to for the last hour. And we'll definitely uh, welcome you in and give you as much tips and everything as you can. And if there are tournaments, because there's tournaments all over the place, Um, they talked about Adepticon early on. Adepticon is this big thing that's held in March, uh, February, March up in Chicago area. And when I say it's a big convention, there's about a hundred different war games that are played there and tournaments held there. And there's probably a good couple thousand people that are playing different types of war games. Am I exaggerating that? Am I underselling that a little bit?
3: No. How How many players were there at the Adepticon this year? 120, 128 or something like that?
0: just for legion yeah
3: just for legion alone yeah
0: yeah so it's a huge thing that happens in the chicago area it's kind of a world draw that like people come from all over the place to go to the chicagoland area for it another one that happens in the fall usually um i want to say it's like mid-august this year i think it was september uh, last first year week first week of august it wasn't it like september last year it was because it was COVID. september
2: last year due to COVID things. Yeah, but, COVID uh, things uh, yeah
0: So it's usually in that August, like late July, early August time window, um, and it's called Gen Con. Um, That's also a national draw. People come from all over the world, and that's that's basically tabletop gaming, board gaming. Um, It's their industry show where they release new product. Um, It's actually where Legion was launched about four years ago. Um, So those are two big conventions that are going on. Um, and then we just have local events all the time. But if you have any questions, hit us up at rulethegalaxysw um, at gmail.com or at Twitter on Twitter at rulethegalaxysw. You can hit us up through TikTok at uh, rule, uh, the Rule of the Galaxy podcast on TikTok. Um, those are the best ways to get a hold of us. Um, and I'm going to say, Thank you guys for spending about an hour, hour and a half with us. I don't know if exactly how long it's been, but it's been a while. Thank you very much. It's been enjoyable. Um, Hopefully the people that have listened to this and stuck around to the end uh, might be picking up this game. And that was the hope is that we expose people to this game that we all love. So um, until we meet next time, until we hit another episode, may the force be with you.